0: Welcome to Identity Church Sunday Morning Message, where our Sonship is revealed. Stay tuned at the end of this message to receive more information about resources available through Identity Church. Now grab your Bible, sit back, and enjoy a message from Identity Church that is already in progress. Um, you that know me, you know I like to do this. I kind of preach and share as I go, but I do really believe I, I have a word. It was, I, I studied it out. Susie was across the street with our friends and I was supposed to show up and I didn't. So uh, I feel like, I feel like God has given me something to say. I want to, I want to share our calendar and it goes into the message is why I'm kind of waiting for there. Um, Debbie Owsley in the back, wave your hand. She was a, been an employee of mine and a friend of mine and Susie's for a long time. She's here today. Um. there we go thank you Kathy <laughs> and then we have Mary Kay and Wayne neighbors across the street and friends of Su- Susie's best friend I know they talk about me so <laughs> Wayne and I are becoming very good friends and now we're going to talk about them but, um, but I just uh, I want to share our calendar you know because the corona has fractured us you feel fract- How many feel fractured from corporate church? It, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm in contact with a lot of senior leaders around the country. We just got back from Louisiana, and there are a lot of pastors who are going, I think it's time to hang up the corporate church. I'm like, well, if that's your lifeline, then maybe you need to. Um, but the corporate church does have uh, influence. It needs influence. It's supposed to be a teaching and training center. Um, but the way we're having to do ministry has changing. The way that we're having to interaction, listen, um, there's nothing better than having corporate worship at a high praise. Ever been there where it's like God sucks you out of your body, takes you to heaven, goes, hey, how are you? Kisses you on the cheek, kisses you on the cheek, and then you go from there. Um, I, I think those days are going to come back in in a different setting. Uh, some of the mega churches are, are still pulling it off. You can Listen to their praise and worship in on YouTube. Um, but there is definitely um, how many remember the, the prophecy, the word that I gave at the beginning of twenty twenty? You remember that word? I went to get a massage uh, just before Christmas, got up got upset because I was listening to Oh Holy Night on the radio, and then this redneck disc jockey went from Oh Holy Night to take my brawl off. And I'm like, What? And and it just made me mad, but then the Lord said, "I'm here's the word for 2020." He said, "I'm going to release the 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 anointing of the multi-breasted one, which is the El Shaddai, the multi-breasted one. In other words, the nurturing side of God." He says, "In the first half of this year, I'm going to nurture my body back into intimacy. I'm going to nurture my body back into their true identity." Remember that word? How many have experienced it? He pulls you out of the corporate. Ra rah, rah, and set you on a bench and going, do you know who I am? And and, and some some of the wounds and some of the frustrations, you feel like he's breastfeeding you. Why? Because you can't take meat. You can only have milk. And there's areas of our lives where we can only have the milk. And because we're immature, we're unable to hear the raw truth. That was good. Um, today's message is intentional evangelism. It came because that lady up there called me and said, we need to be intentional about evangelism. We had this whole conversation. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Hung up the phone and God kept talking and she quit. You know, what do you do? You know, you, you know I was like, dang, that wasn't Diana. That was actually God. An intentional evangelism evangelism. You've got to be intentional about certain things. And, and we as Christians need to be evangelizing and be intentional about it. Here's my problem. In the past, we would go have a crusade and get Billy Graham in and get everybody saved. And we'd get a come as I Hour, get you to sign a card, and then we'd get you signed up and plug you into a Sunday school class, dunk you in the water and say, we won. I think things have changed. Okay. And so what, what, so what I started doing is, is um, Diana, let's go uh, to that First John chapter 4. I want to I establish something about intentional evangelism because I believe it's changed. Listen, I've led a lot of people to the Lord. My prophetic gift, if you don't know Jesus, I'll get you. Okay, but those, those are far and few between. What I believe that the body of Christ is going to is relational evangelism. Who wants to know you love God when you don't love them? Oh, brother, you need Jesus. Why? To act like you? Um, let me go to Scripture because I'm just about to get in trouble. First um, John chapter 4, those who are loved by God, catch that, those who are loved by God, let this love continually pour from you to others. So if we say we're loved by God and I don't love you, what good is it? What good is it? Pour from you to one another, because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God. Listen, if you're loved by, you're fathered by, and what does it mean? You get your DNA from your father. And if you get your DNA, your love DNA from God the Father, you will carry the Father's love. What does a father do? A father will tell you the truth sometimes, but he does it for your protection. A father will tell you what you need to work on weaknesses so that you can be strong and be successful in your life. Fathering is, is an anointing of love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. The one who doesn't love has not yet, is not yet to know God. christians are running around going i know god and we're not loving which makes him a liar i'm not saying be a pushover i mean there's times you got to fight like like you're fighting a buzzsaw and find out if it's sharp i understand it but but fight in love what am i saying we have become so religious that here's my standard don't drink don't smoke don't chew don't hang out with people that do that's religion that's not love. Now, you can have those standards, but if I set my standard and say, you do this, this, and I check the box and say, you don't qualify for my love, I've just negated everything I say that I believe. I've neglected it. So what I'm telling you is if that is your standard of what you think is, you better lower your standards because love is the standard. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love, love, and doesn't hold record of wrong. My God, some of you got a book on what someone's done to you. That was free. <laughs> you know, we we just had a we just finalized the divorce in our family. It, it it was it was it was catastrophically bad, it, and and some of our family members had I, I, we we chose to. Um, let Jesus' blood be thicker than our family blood. And we, we've ripped our family apart. But it's over with, and now uh, my prayer has changed. God, how do we heal this? I, 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 I said I had to make a stand for what I believe was right. Whether they like it or not, now how do we heal it? I prayed about the stand I made. It was worth it. But now, do I, am I going to hold record? They may. But am I going to hold record and have an attitude? Oh, this is called intentional evangelism. How can I say, hey, you need to give your life to Jesus, but I don't really like you here, 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 here. They ain't getting saved. They don't want your Jesus, right? So here's, here's, my, here's my issues. Matthew chapter 28, 18, and 20, Passion Translation. When Jesus came close to them and said, all the authority of the universe has been given to me. Now, wherever you go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to faithfully follow all that I have commanded you, and never forget that I am with you even to the end of the complete of this age. Now, this is Jesus' final statement. you got to realize, he came to this earth, born of a virgin, Sinless was crucified, and what was the last thing he said on the cross? It is finished, which means what? I'm done. I'm handing the keys to you. I'm handing all the authority to you. Now go do it. He's done. The problem is, is that we want Jesus to come do what he, he's already handed us to do. Intentional evangelism. I'm 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 gonna. Um. Do you guys know I like smoking meat now? I'm into barbecue, right? Right, well, I'm getting ready to kill some of your holy cows. We're going to have a barbecue today. We're having a spiritual barbecue, and I'm smoking this bad baby. Because religion religion will, will, will do some things that, that irritate the fire out of me. Listen, it says all authority of the universe. The word authority is Azuzas. It's, it's mentioned 102 times in the New Testament. It's power, ability. One area is Efficiency. Some of you need the power of God because you're slow and you get nothing done. Okay. Um, You're lazy. You're not efficient. Oh, but you know God. But he says, I give you all authority. I give you all power. And what are you doing with it? Sitting around eating bonbons. Whatever. Whatever. I give you all authority, all liberty. One of the words is, I give you a license. Jesus says, I give you a license to go and do and be what I'm supposed to. Authority, rule, dominion, jurisdiction. Jurisdiction, in other words, I'm giving you authority to govern. Govern what? The kingdom that he birthed on earth through his death on the cross. See, see, we get stuck in religious church and realize he gave us a kingdom. See, you want to know about attentional evangelism? Next Saturday at 10 a.m., Wendy Nichols is having her graveside funeral. We'll be sending emails out. We're going to do it at graveside. Um, there's going to be a lot of people there. How many know that Wendy Nichols would, would lead a tree stump to Jesus? and then uproot it and drag it because it needed to come to church. Who's replacing Wendy? Somebody needs to be intentional. Then on September 6th, we have a preacher by the name of Joel Thornton. The problem is he's not a preacher. He's an attorney. When you no longer listen to preachers, God will send attorneys. He, he was number two to Jay Sekulow for 15 years, who is now the president's, personal attorney he's his whole life and whole career is defending the christian faith against the government against laws that are against our liberties he's heavily entrenched in dealing with human trafficking you when you hear him you will listen we sat on the, the porch in louisiana um, and smoking cigars and I, I'll be honest with you, I'm looking around at some of the people there, I'm thinking, oh my God, this is too deep. This is too real. This is scary as hell. What, what's going on? I mean, I, I asked the Lord, Lord, do I need to send him away? Or I mean, with some of that intense? <laughs> it was like, holy moly. We, we, don't, we can't handle the truth unless you know God. And then on September the 19th on a Saturday, my son, Jason Coker, and Susie's son, I needed her help. I did not pull that one off by myself. Um, He's doing a workshop for uh, adult learning and leadership from 9 a.m. to 12. This, and I'm I'm just doing a plug here. It's my kid. I can tell you how excited I am. Number one, he's smart. Um, We're not sure where he came from. Um, He he went to seminary after he graduated Bethune-Cookman, played baseball, did the whole nine yards, and had tens of thousands of dollars worth of um, uh, Aramaic, Greek, Hebrew. His library was huge, and he kind of walked away from it for a while. And now he's getting his Ph.D. in adult learning and adult education. And if you remember, I had him come speak last February. It did something to him, and he is now focusing when he gets, gets his PhD to help um, uh, nonprofits with with adult training and teaching. He is he is a teacher. He's he's a brain, and so we're just doing a workshop. I'm going to invite every pastor I know, their leaders, uh, department heads, but but he, he challenges. He challenges why he said he said, "Dad," he says. Uh, I know you, and he just went down. We were having a conversation. He goes, ah, you don't really believe that. You say that, but you don't. I'm like, what do you mean? And he just ripped, ripped me apart, ripped my beliefs apart in, 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 in three different languages, Greek, Hebrew, and redneck. And he said, Dad, that's not belief. That's assumptions. And I'm like, do you realize we assume a lot of things that we say we believe? What you believe actually empowers you. This is why Christians many times are not walking in the authority of Matthew 20. I give you all authority. Oh, you say that, but, but the re- you, we really don't believe it. Why? Because we're not walking in it. And then um, September the 26th at 2 p.m., Debbie Owsley's daughter passed away, and we're going to have a funeral here on a Saturday. And see, this fits my message This is intentional evangelism. There's going to be a lot of hurting people here. We as our hospitality team, as a leadership team, this is being intentional to love, being intentional, helping a family walk through a loss. See, last night when I was on the porch, I married her daughter. I'm praying about the divorce that just happened. I married them too. I'm looking at the list going, you know, you may not want me to marry you. Because what you want to think is, you want to think that that the outcome wasn't good. No. I'm still involved in their lives. What I'm saying is this intentional evangelism is you marry, you live with, and you bury if necessary. That's intentional evangelism. They're saying, okay, we may not have seen each other for years or some situation, you may be at odds for years, but when there's a crisis, there's a wound, there's a death, there's a situation, that's when you run to it, not from it. That's when you take love and you take all your record of wrong and you burn it up and you love. We, we lost Nikki to an addiction. She's got a family. Some of them have records of wrong. Now they're grieving because they couldn't deal with it. Maybe, may, maybe the gospel's the answer. But are we going to love them enough to do that? That's intentional evangelism. What am I saying? I'm saying that our world is changing. The church is changing. And the old, let's go street preach. Let's go knock the doors on the neighborhood. Those are formulas that I I don't know how to function in today. I, I can't. If God tells me to, I, you know I will. But I'm telling you. This is the season to get involved, break bread, smoke a cigar, drink a bourbon, and love people. Just love people. And I believe that is the greatest form of evangelism. In that scripture where it says, uh, he's given to me, this is Jesus talking, verses uh, uh, Matthew 28. All authority of the universe has been given to me. That word universe is the heavens. It's or your O-U-R-A-N-O-S. It's mentioned 273 times in the New Testament. It's the heavens, the heavenlies, the visible heavens and all their phenomena, the air and the atmosphere. It's time for Christians to take over the atmosphere okay in which the clouds and the tempests gather listen this is the heavens in particular is the seat in the abode of god where his angels glorify, glorify him heaven as a term expressive in the divine being it is where his administration functions so what I'm saying is I want you to get out of your church mode and get into the kingdom mode. He has an administration just like our president has an administration. This is the function, the governmental functioning level. And what I'm saying is, is this is Jesus's mandate. I'll give you all authority. I give you, in other words, I purchased through the, through the cross and I'm giving it to you all authority, not some, all authority in heaven and in earth. Here's my problem. We got Christians who want to get to heaven as a destination instead of go there every day. See, because when you're waiting to go there, you're trying to escape instead of actually loving people where they're at. What is what is the Lord's prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, how can you bring on earth something you haven't been to? Religion says you can't go into the heavenly realms. Religion says, you know, you can't see God, you'll die. Well, good, maybe you need to die and see God. And I'm not talking physically, I'm talking about your will Why don't you break that that pompous religious crap you got on your life and become childlike and get into the face and lap of God where his administration is working, where his angels are working, get some healing and then come down and love some people. That's intentional evangelism. He says, go make disciples. That word disciples basically is make them students. How can you make someone a student when you don't even know it yourself? If I'm going to be the teacher, I better have a little mojo on because I got um, you, you. Could you imagine my son, me trying to teach my son? Well, I have tried to teach my son. See, he thought he was smarter than me. Life beat his brains out. And now I'm smarter than he thought I was. <laughs> you realize, you, you realize that he went to Oral Roberts and he was the uh, student administrator for a, a man, Dr. Irvin, who owned, I don't know, commanded eight or 10 languages. He had a. A big conference in, in Tulsa where all of the theologians, some of the most famous theologians around the world, came, and he served them for a week. It's three o'clock in the morning, and he called me. He said, "Dad, I need to ask you to forgive me." I said, "For what, son?" He said, "I've been around the smartest theologians in the world." Some of these guys command five and six languages by, they're amazing people. And I've been around, I've been serving, I've been listening to them. He says, dad, they know the book better than you, but I don't think none of them know the author as well as you do. He goes, I'm sorry that I put so much emphasis on education and such less on relationship. Should have seen me cry. About time, <laughs> but but what, what if if you if you only know the book, you'll use the book as a weapon. But if you know the Father, <laughs> everything changes. This is go <clears throat> go make disciples of all nations. That's the word ethnos. That's mentioned 162 times. Do you think our nation needs a a little healing in the ethnosis? See, here's the problem. We want to call it black and white. But let me tell you something. There's a multitude of ethnosis. I'm going to give you the best description I've ever heard of the word uh, 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 of a nation is a common language. Attorneys is an ethnos because they have the language. They talk the language of law. That's why you hire an attorney because you don't talk their language. Doctors. Military people. They have a language. Business people. Rednecks. There's hope. Everybody makes fun of our ethnos until they're hungry. (laughs) But it's a common language. Listen, ex-drug addicts is an ethnos why because because god delivers you from an addiction god delivers you that you know the language you ever heard it you can't con a con why do you think the cons wind up in the con corner and the prostitutes wind up the prostitute corner the drug addicts. Why? why because we know the language the question is do you love them here's the question have you completed your healing enough that they're not a threat to drag you back to their to the old ways? Come on. Because when you're not completed your healing, you haven't spent time with a father to change your identity, you will resist them because you're actually afraid of being dragged back in what used to rule you. So religion and fear comes in and you become pulpous and high and mighty, and that's not love. You're going to have to take a report card on yourself. See, I, I, I can go here, but I, I I need protection there. Why do you think Jesus sent them out two by two? Susie made a statement last night about, I could go on vacation with, 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 with Wayne and, and Mary Kay, and my first thought was, you're not going without me. She goes, Well, of course I was talking about you. I'm like, Oh, good. You know, you know, my, my, I'm like, What do you mean? You know, why? Because there's safety in two by two. There's safety in two by two. I and mean, I thought she was negotiating a weekend away. I'm like, No, <laughs> that's not safe for me. <laughs> But, but what I'm saying is, is, why do you think intentional evangelism, he sent them out two by two? Why? Because if someone's not strong enough to come against the old addiction or the old habit or the old uh, uh, thing that dominated you, you bring someone with you as a protection. That's intentional evangelism. It'd be foolish for me to do a marriage counseling with a good-looking blonde and, and, and no, my wife not there. I ain't a fool. I'm the one God said I've ever touched. He'd kill me. So, But, but there, there's, there's got to be safety in it, but you've got to be intentional about it. To baptize them, to bring them to a public commitment of Christ and what he accomplished at the cross, to teach them. It says to follow what I have given you. I, I love this. Everybody wants to be a leader, but nobody can tell me what commandment God gave them. Wow, I'm a I'm a preacher. I have a national call. What's your message? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you, you gotta figure it out. You gotta go spend some time with God and find out what He's called you to do. Then it says, Never forget that I am with you. I will never leave you or forsake you. Listen, this personal relationship that you have with Jesus has to stay intact it has to be the fear killer it has to be the fear killer did you hear me cuz fear is nothing but the devil's empowerment and if the enemy can get you into fear he will drive you into places that you're 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 ineffective and you're unwilling to evangelize let me let me tell you what this is Matthew 28 this is his last statement before he's gone. But John, John chapter 16, verses 23 and 24. For here is eternal truth. When the time comes, it, he, he hasn't gone to the cross yet. Matthew 28, the, one, the first one, he's, he's finishing, he's given an assignment. This is, I'm, I'm backing up to John 16. When that time comes, in other words, when I go to the cross, you won't need to ask me for anything. But instead, you will go directly to the Father and ask him for anything you desire, and he will give it to you. Do you understand the assignment of Jesus Christ? He knew his assignment. It was to to, to redeem mankind and introduce us back to the Father. That's where you get your identity. That's where you get your assignment. I love what he said. I want to be like you, Jesus, but nobody wants to go to the cross and die. Oh, Jesus is my elder brother. Really? Okay, what did God do to him? Well, he sacrificed him for the love of somebody else. Can he do that with you? Or are you just going to be a victim? I don't know. It must be good preaching, or y'all ain't saying nothing. Thank you. But instead, you go directly to the Father and ask him for anything you desire, and he'll give it to you because of your relationship with me. Jesus is always your entry level. Until now, you've not been bold enough to ask the Father for a single thing. Boldness. Why? Right? Come boldly to the throne of grace. Listen, there's, you've got to get some mojo. This bold stuff, God, how come I don't have that? You never asked. Never asked. Why? Because you don't know who he is, you don't know who you are to him, and you don't know what Jesus has already given you. But now you can ask and keep on asking, and you can be sure that you'll receive what you ask for, and your joy will have no limits. That was good. Here, here, here's, here's intentional evangelism. I'm going to get right down and, and shoot the holy cows. Can I shoot your holy cows? Do you like your steak medium rare? Wayne and I were sitting by the, you know, my new green egg. I finally got to use that bad baby. And I got it cooking just right, about 275. And and got it down. I pulled the meat, and then I wanted to crank it up. And, dude, I turned the vents on that thing. What whoa, was it, Wayne? A minute and a half, that thing was over 800 degrees. That puppy will smoke. I'm like, I'm impressed. Why? You got to know your fire, and God is a consuming fire. See, the problem is that is you, you won't put enough breath on the fire to let it burn at the temperature you need it to. That was good. Okay. Listen to this. John chapter 20, verses 19 and 23. Here's intentional evangelism. Here's what I believe the shift. All right. I want to quote a scripture that I forgot where it is. Not that one. Here it is. When it talked about disciples... Matthew chapter 13:52 and he said to them therefore every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old I believe that there is some new fresh revelation that has been hidden in the word you got to find it in the word it's been there the whole time but but we had so much um Flesh in the way, religion in the way, pride in the way. We could not apply it the way Jesus meant it. Many times we get revelation in stages. Why? Because we're not mature enough to have the, the full steak. we got to go milk. we got to have a little blend and, 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 and make it pliable. <clears throat> but he, he's trained in the kingdom of heaven. is like a master of a house who brings out his treasure, what is new and what is old. And so here, here's, here's my evangelism tool um, that I think that we need to. John chapter 20, verse 19, 23. Now, you got to realize I'm reading you Matthew 28, which is his final assignment. I give you all authority. Go into the nations. Make disciples, okay? But, but hey, what, what is part of all the authority? Do you realize what is all the authority? Say all. What's left? All. He gave, Jesus gave you and me all that he accomplished. Here's where your pride gets in as a religious person. The Bible says I will do greater works than he. Really? You've opened that many blind eyes? You've, you, you've raised that many dead people? You got multitudes chasing you down because they're broken and diseased and they need, really, you're going to do greater works than him, you pompous, arrogant person. It, it, it says that, that it the books, there aren't enough books to write the miracles Jesus did. He's kind of our example, but here's the greater work. We're going to do what Jesus did without going to the natural cross. We're going to be grafted into the cross. The greater work is, is that I can forgive someone's sin without actually... T- All right, let me back it up in Scripture. John chapter 20, verse 19, on the eve of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were a fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. Verse 20, when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad that they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, even I send you. There it is. I've given you all authority. As the Father sent me, I am now sending you. To do what? To do what Jesus did. Verse 22. And when he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 23. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold the forgiveness of any, it is withheld. He put the power for people to have their sins removed into our hands. Why don't we do it? Because we, we may be vulnerable. They may hurt us again. You never know what they may do with that kind of grace. We, we, we think that we're responsible for their lifestyle. We're not. We're responsible for revealing who Christ is. Intentional evangelism. You find someone in in, in an addiction, their sins are forgiven. Now, they may need some inner healing to get rid of why they go to that medication versus the love of God. Why they go to that frustration and not because they don't know God. They haven't been trained. Remember the first verse, God is love. Love doesn't hold a record of wrong. He, he gave it, me the power to release people of their sins. <clears throat> um, you know the scripture says, to be my disciple, you must take up your cross daily and follow me. You know that scripture? What, uh, I think it's Matthew 23. How many quoted that scripture? Here's the problem. When you're still broken and you don't know who you are, you quote that scripture and you take it to your prayer room and you beat the hell out of yourself. Why? Because you don't realize that the finished work of the cross was already finished, and you keep taking your flesh and 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 your weaknesses and you keep crucifying it. It's all. If you're in Christ, it's already been crucified. There, here's this. Here's the contents. Of that scripture, to be my disciple, take up your cross daily and follow me. Follow what? Follow His example. What was His example? Your sins are forgiven. Jesus took on this, took care of the sins of the world. The world doesn't have a sin problem. He's looking for some of us to act like Him. See, you have sin. You need to get rid of your sin. Here, let me drag you. Let me just drag you to church. Drag you to church. And when the pastor, get down there and just kneel down. Just kneel down. Give your heart to Jesus. Give your heart to Jesus. You need to give your heart to Jesus. Why? Because you know why? Because I won't put you on my cross and tell you your sins are forgiven. Why do I keep dragging him to Jesus when Jesus said I had the power to forgive him? And that power is released when I decide to love him in his sin so I can reveal that his sin is no longer there. That's intentional evangelism. Quit trying to drag. Yeah, we need people in church. I need your money. Let's get real. That's why we do it. Quit trying to drag people to church instead of dragging them to your dinner table. Or your boat. Seriously. That's intentional evangelism. I believe that we are in a grassroots moment in history where Holy Spirit is hovering over the people of God. And we're going to get tired of our song of death You can't keep a song of death forever because he has risen. It is alive. You have to find the praise side of God. You have to find the empowering side of God. Yes, I understand the pain. But but if, if, if you don't understand it, then you won't be life to somebody who's in pain. Quit dragging people to church. Drag them to your dinner table and love them. Even if you don't like them, learn to. Learn to. Somebody did it for you. That was good. Someone tolerated you. The lawyers which we have one coming to speak. Verse 22 of Matthew. Uh, I'm sorry, chapter 22, verse 34. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him the question to test him. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment and the second is just like it you shall love your neighbor as yourself all these two commandments depend on all of the law and the prophets so he hung all of the religious do's and don'ts on two scriptures love the Lord thy God with all thy heart thy mind thy soul your being your energy you know what that's up to you and that's you between you and him. And if that kind of love is what you find, it will automatically leak and you'll love your neighbor. I, I believe that the body of Christ is about to see a harvest of souls. People that have been on this side of the fence and been wounded by the church didn't understand the church is going to find a new love and come back into fellowship with that. You're going to see those who have been diabolically opposed to Christ. You're going to see the illumination of the mind and the emotions and the will, and God is going to show people that He loves them right where they are with no requirements other than can you learn to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, man? The rest will take care of itself. That's making disciples. That's loving people through hard times, letting them, giving them the opportunity. Listen, if you come in with your religiousness and go, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, you got to do that. Listen, that's just another bunch of do's and don'ts that, that comes out of conformity and not relationship. Because when you get your identity in him, your behavior will follow. But we want the behavior because we want to feel good about ourselves. That's not the evangelism I'm wanting. Diana Angel is, is going to talk next week. She, she wants to implement and put it before us that we look at our neighbors, our actual neighbors. And I got my neighbors, so I'm good. I've already checked that one off. You won't be here next week? All right, then I'll do it. But, but. Intentional. See, and, and it's not and, and, and I want to if I hear it, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge it. It's not to grow the church, it's for you to love your neighbors. If the church grows for that, great, wonderful, we'll take it. But that can't be your motivation. Do you love your neighbor? I don't even like some of my neighbors. But the commandment is, do you love? Or, or maybe I don't like because I keep how, having record of wrong. I've noticed that when I start barbecuing and everybody in the neighborhood knows I am, maybe that should be my dinner bell. We'll call it the dinner bell of the gospel. Stand to your feet. I hope I've challenged you this morning, and I can tell you that it has challenged me. It's allowed, I have preparing this for the last couple of days, and then last night putting scripture to it. I'm making some adjustments. When relationship is the goal, evangelism will come. Will follow it. When evangelism is the goal, we will shape them in our image, not his. Our job is not to shape people into our image. Our job is to present Jesus Christ and the Father and let him shape them. Put your hand over your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you finished it and you gave all authority to me. I need some help on how to manage that. I need some new revelation on what that looks like. But I'm asking you to use me. So the kingdom expands because it loves you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning into today's message from Identity Church. To know more about us, go to IdentityChurch.net, where you'll find resources such as a calendar, media, and upcoming events. You may also download an app for your mobile device from the Apple App Store or Google Play. Then from your mobile device, you can hear our messages. Read from the Bible, take notes, connect with us on social media, and even pay your tithe. Again, thank you for tuning in to today's message from Identity Church.